Africa's youngest billionaire kidnapped by gunmen from a luxury hotel. Hey, Tsepiso, it's, it's, it's a scary one because this 43-year-old who worked, I think, in, in many capacities in Tanzania, 43-year-old Mohamed Doji, he was at the gym. He, You know people, successful people normally go at the gym in the morning and all that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know. No, no, it's not me, eh? It's scientifically proven. They get up very early. But yes. really, on a serious note, this young man, and he's still missing. That's the problem, because nobody really knows who, where he is, and whether it's about ransom. Suggestions are that, yes, this is about ransom. Youngest billionaire running the METL group, a family business founded by his father in the late 1970s. It's in six countries already, so it's a multinational in every respect. He's one of those who signed the giving pledge by Bill Gates. Remember promising to donate half of his fortune to philanthropic causes. So he's quite a an asset. Forbes magazine ranking his net worth at $1.5 billion, which means he's Africa's youngest billionaire, effectively, dollar billionaire. So the search is still on. He served two terms in parliament. He's quite a personality. He's not someone I've met or know about mm-hmm. much, but he's quite a personality because the whole of Tanzania is up in arms. Because, as I say, if you don't know what the motive for the kidnapping is, you, you, it could end up very tragically because you, at least you need to know why he's kidnapped. But people were laying him as he, was, as he was getting out of the gym and then just literally bundling him into a car and speeding off in Dar es Salaam. Not a story that you're used to hearing in Dar es Salaam, the place of peace. Mm, that's what I was thinking as well, Victor. So for those who don't know who he is, if you've heard of Mo Cola, uh, that's uh, who he yeah. is because he launched it in order to uh, compete with Coca-Cola. So let's go to yeah. other news now on the continent. Let's talk about Cameroon. This is a very yeah. worrying situation. Yeah, Africa's oldest president, Paul B. at 85, he's been ruling for 36 years. Just remember that. Now extending his rule by said seven years if he wins this election but he has been up against a challenger who did exactly what Nelson Chamisa did in Zimbabwe can you believe it and Raila Odinga people who pronounce and say we have won the election Maurice Kamto one of the president's candidates who was presumed to be a serious challenger he say oh outgoing president organize a peaceful way to transfer power because i've won this one he used words like i've been asked by the people of cameroon to go out and score this penalty and i did and remember cameroon is a serious violence hotspot because the english-speaking side if you remember has been trying to declare a cessation and create what they called ambazonia now when you have something like that the last thing you want is a candidate who's going up against the ruler who's Africa's longest or among Africa's longest ruling people, uh, presidents, and he declares results. The problem here is our agencies also take too long to announce results. You know in Rwanda they have an election today and they announce results within four or five hours of the tolls closing. So this time... Unfortunately, people who are working at the station or people who are connected are already flooding Facebook and WhatsApp with results, which is just going to make it a lot easier for the people to speculate. So, Victor, very quickly on this, uh, the cost of borrowing for Nigeria's government going up. Yeah, remember with, with oil prices having been where they were, it's a piece of the government of Nigeria's budget 9.3 trillion naira. They are need, going to need to borrow at least 1.6. But when the U.S. state, the U.S. federal state government raised interest rates again, it means anybody who's going to be borrowing or raising money in dollars is going to be paying a lot more. So it's just 
one of those consequences you can do nothing about if you're borrowing on the international market. All right, thanks a lot, Victor. Victor Khumeswana, who is also a director of Africa's Open for Business.